News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Well, welcome to the Luke Messias Show. We have uh, several different things to cover today. First, we're going to talk about Pastor Ed Newton's uh, message, his sermon on on Sunday, this last Sunday. Ed Newton, for those of you who don't know, is the lead pastor of Community Bible Church in San Antonio, the largest church in the city of San Antonio. And he was willing to discuss gender and sexuality from the pulpit. And he did so in a biblically accurate and politically incorrect way, which is increasingly what will be required of pastors. Um, many of you have reached out to us. We've had several different discussions on this show. We had the uh, God and government conversation between several different pastors and theologians. Uh, I have talked about the de-churched Republican primary voters in the past. Uh, but here's the reality. From my conversations with many of you, those of you who go to a church, which is, um, let's say, more conservative or has a pastor willing to talk about some of these cultural issues attend, for the most part, medium or smaller churches. And so it is really remarkable and it's worth talking about when we have a larger church pastor uh, with what would be considered a mega church uh, actually willing to address these issues. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the drag queen show in Roanoke that happened this last weekend as well, actually probably at the same time as Pastor Newton was discussing gender. We had a drag show in Roanoke, Texas, where children were coming and sticking dollar bills into the garments of drag queens, men dressed up as women, or honestly, some of them, we don't even know what they were. We don't know if it was a woman or a man or a you know some combination of something else. <laughs> And then last, we're going to talk about a really exciting new poll that Defend Texas Liberty PAC uh, released Monday morning. And this is of the newly registered voters in the state of Texas. So just to give you context to this, over 1.1 million people have registered in Texas to vote since November of 2020. So if you registered after November of 2020, it means that you're going to be a potential voter that participates participates in the 2022 election that couldn't have participated in the 2020 election. And so your engagement could shift things in the state one way or the other. So the question is, are these people Republicans or are they Democrats? And here's the good news. They're really Republican. They're more Republican than the entirety of the state of Texas is Republican, which means that the more of them that participate in this process, as long as energy is equal on both sides, the better for Republicans it will be. And I'm going to dig into some of those survey results because on particular policy issues, they're even more conservative than just the Republican advantage in this poll. So we're going to dig into those numbers as well. Um, but let's start. Ed Newton, again, the pastor of Community Bible Church, <clears throat> uh, spoke on gender and sexuality from the pulpit. Our, my church, uh, the, let's say, small Lutheran church plant that I'm a part of, is literally a mile and a half away from Community Bible Church. And so, um, you know, them, uh, they have a massive, let's say, uh, impact on the city of San Antonio. Um, I know a ton of people that attend that church. 
was actually texted by a friend of mine who attended said, wow, this was a great message. So I went on and looked online and I'm just going to play for you a couple clips now of um, the sermon that was given. God is the inventor of gender. God is the inventor of male and female. Listen to Genesis chapter one, verses 26 and 27. I actually just read verse 27. It says, so God created man in his own image in the image of God. He created him male and female. The genesis of gender is God's idea. I wrote this in my notes. The terms male and female are not cultural constructs. They're the invention and idea of God. He defines it. He establishes it for the purpose of relating with him. I'll explain this in just a moment, relating with each other and relating with each other as man and woman in the context of marriage. When we talk about foundation of family, role and responsibility, think about this. The purpose and the assignment of gender is that a boy becomes a man, a man becomes a husband and a husband becomes a father, a girl becomes a woman and she becomes a wife and she becomes a mother. The Bible uses terminology as son, daughter, boy, girl, brother, sister, young man, young woman. You're like, Ed, this is elementary. No, we got to go back to the basics, ladies and gentlemen. And when we talk about young man, young woman, bridegroom, bride, father, mother, father-in-law, mother-in-law, uncle, aunt, prophet, prophetess, prince, princess, king, queen. The Bible uses gender with great intentionality because of role and responsibility. But also the reason why this is important is so that we could actually have a perspective of our relationship with God. You ever thought about this? Since we can't see him, how do we relate with him? We relate with him as father, which means that we are sons and daughters. We're kids of the king. But that construct of gender allows us to understand he is father and we are sons and daughters. So the things that Ed said, and again, you can go and listen to the whole thing if you just go to Community Bible Church's live stream on YouTube, on their YouTube channel, and you can watch the whole sermon. Uh, I played a couple minutes for you here. These are very basic statements that are made. These aren't even, I mean, honestly, like if, if somebody had said this and given this sermon 20 years ago, it wouldn't be seen as remarkable. Honestly, most of the people in the pews would be like, okay, yes, of course, I agree. Mother, father, boys become men, become husbands, become fathers, girls become women, become wives, become mothers. There are other things he dealt with in this sermon even regarding sexuality what god created that for how he designed it these are all basic viewpoints that have been held and it's truth that our nation has been founded upon it's truth that society has been founded upon for thousands of years that all of a sudden we've decided really don't matter and we have a lot of elites in our society that are trying to upend the created order. So here's the good news. Pastor Newton, again, just can't emphasize how encouraging it is to have a pastor of such a large church, because I promise you there were people in the pews that were offended by what he was saying, but he said it anyways. And more people in the church have to do that. If you know, in fact, I, I will tell you over the last six months, I think I have met more pastors that are engaged on issues like this than ever before. If you know of a pastor, if your pastor speaks out on issues like this, 
I would love for you to send me their contact information. Go to my website, lukemacias.com. If you get our podcast emailed to you every week, just reply to that email. Send me the information. Luke at messiahstrategies.com is an email that you can send it to. Get the information to me because I want to meet more and more of these pastors that are saying these things, that are taking these stands. It is very encouraging to hear. Now, here's the other ironic reality of, and if this does not exemplify the cultural battle that we are in now, I don't know what does. But while this sermon was being spoken, while I was at church setting things up, while many of you were in a church worshiping God, being given his gifts of grace and mercy, there was a performance going on in Roanoke. It was a drag show. And at this show, children were invited to attend. Early on, they were encouraged to attend. And then the establishment like took the age thing off and was like, no, okay, well, I'm taking the ages. It doesn't say uh, all ages are welcome. But if you called the establishment, they were like, well, yeah, I mean, you can bring the kids. It's up to you as a parent. And this is a crazy reality. Here's the thing. You need to understand this. Most Republican voters don't believe that parents should be able to take their kids to a drag show, period. It's inappropriate. You shouldn't be able to do it. You can't take your kid to a strip club. Now, unfortunately, we have forces within the Republican Party and a lot of leaders that are like, I'm totally fine with those kids being abused in that way. It shouldn't happen and it needs to stop. But it happened. There are videos. If you go online and look up Roanoke Tractor, you can see a bunch of videos that have been posted. But this has been weeks in the making, and this is happening in a district that has Republican representation, a Republican congressman, a Republican state senator, a Republican state representative, a Republican county commissioner, a Republican county judge, a Republican district attorney. The cops were called during this show and did not respond to the calls. People called and said, there's, there's real problems happening down here. You need to send the police down. Didn't respond. This is a Republican-majority city. This is when I talk about the fact that so many, and I talked about this just a couple weeks ago, that so many elected Republicans are not willing to engage in the battle that's right in front of them. They're not ready. Their headspace doesn't even recognize the time that it is. But you do. The average Texan does. In fact, that's demonstrated in the poll that I'm going to talk about in just a second. These things must end. In 2023, the definition of success in the Republican-led legislature is going to be, can parents continue to sexualize their kids? Can other adults sexualize all these kids? Can parents and these other perverse people coordinate to arrange the sexualization of their children? That's going to be the question that we have to answer. And that's the question before the Texas legislature, the Texas Senate, the governor, the attorney general, the district attorneys. We have a bunch of Democrat district attorneys in these Democrat counties who say, I don't care what a parent does. I'm never going to prosecute them. So what are we going to do about that? Again, that is the question. Are these people going to be allowed to sexualize these children? 
Okay, I think I've said sexualized enough, so we're going to move on. The Defend Texas Liberty PAC conducted a poll of new registered voters in Texas. Okay, I'm going to emphasize over 1.1 million people have registered in Texas since November of 2020. That is more than eight states in the union have an entire registered populations. And if you're wondering why we as Texans have this natural pride and arrogance this is just another reason why. I mean, we have registered more voters in Texas than those eight states even have. So when somebody's like, why isn't Rhode Island more proud? It's like we register Rhode Island every five or six months here in this state. People are moving here because of the opportunities. People are moving here because of the cultural perceptions of what Texas is. And I'm going to get into that. So here's the good news. Of these 1.1 million people, this was 900 people that participated in the survey, actually like 950 people. It has a margin of error of 3%. I mean, honestly, 40% of these people are 50%. I don't remember the exact number are under 35 years old. The biggest chunk of these voters are under 35 years old. And that's different than the average registered voter. And that's different than the likely voter, right? The, The more... You go to registered voters, you go to likely voters, it just gets older and older and older. So this is a young sample, but that should be encouraging. And these numbers will be encouraging when I go through them with you. So we ask them, you know, basically, how do you identify? So 44% of these new registered voters say I'm a Republican, 24% say I'm a Democrat and independents say 32%. Now, remember, historically, independent voters decide whether Texas ends up being a 4% state or a 15% state. Okay. We don't have 60% Republican voters in Texas. We, and, and, and when it all breaks up, we've got a six to eight point Republican state. So this new crop of registered voters, when asked, Hey, who are you leaning to vote for in the fall? A Republican or a Democrat? 59% of them said, I'm voting Republican. I intend to vote Republican. And 41% I'm leaning towards the Democrat Party. So what does this mean? This means that the independents are split equally, which is good news for Republicans, by the way, because if independents split equally, or if we end up winning independents by the time the fall comes around, you will see a pretty significant red advantage going into November. That is wave territory. Okay. Independents are social, liberal, libertarian, don't take my money people. But here's the interesting thing. And this is what, what I keep trying to tell people is that there are certain cultural issues in which these people are with us on. Everyone's freaking out because independents are pro-choice. And you need to understand that independent voters I'm going to read through several different issues, but this is just all across the nation. They're very pro-choice people and specifically pro-choice with abortion. So they, they are for this constitutional right to abortion. That's wrong. That's murder. That's taking the innocent life of a child. But a person who tells you I'm an independent voter at least two out of three times is going to say, we got to have abortion legal here. And it's honestly probably bigger. Like of those people, the people that would say abortion should be completely outlawed, like those unborn children should not be murdered, it's probably like 10%. It's tiny. So we have, you know, 
basically all the Republicans in this poll saying I'm voting Republican, all the Democrats saying I'm voting Democrat. And then, of course, the independents are just split. So then we start asking about different issues. And this is where it gets really interesting. We said, do you believe it should be legal for Texas parents to sexually transition their kids through puberty blockers and transition surgeries? Of course, 90% of Republicans say no. 53% of independents say no. Huge numbers, guys. 53% say no. 23% say yes. That's of the independent voters in this poll. And then 65% of Democrats say, yes, it should be legal to transition your kids. Now, by the way, that's actually higher than it is for most Democrats, but that's because this group is a much younger group of voters. 22% though of even these Democrats say it should not be legal. So realize that when it comes to certain cultural issues, we have a majority of independents with us and we have a good chunk of Democrats that are with us, which means we should force Democrats to talk about these issues. So then the question is, why aren't we forcing Democrats to talk about these issues? Why isn't Beto O'Rourke being forced to talk about this issue? And you want to know why? Because Republican leaders haven't decided if they're going to ban sex change surgeries on kids in 2023. So how can you actually talk about that issue on the campaign trail if you haven't fully solidified the fact that you're definitely going to ban that Next session, do you support the death penalty? Again, 80% of Republicans say yes, 66% of independents say yes, 25% of Democrats say yes, 62% say no. Again, Democrats definitely not with us on these issues, but there's a chunk, one out of four of these new registered Democrats are with us. Now, some people wonder about like the death penalty. Um, I've been talking about the death penalty more recently. I think it's just an important it's important to understand that within this broader conversation we're having of criminal justice reform, it is really important that we kind of gauge where our society is on allowing justice to be enacted. OK, when you have district attorneys going like, I'm not going to prosecute anything stolen under seven hundred and fifty dollars. That's insane. But there is a fundamental idea amongst a lot of criminal justice reformers that ultimately the criminal justice system is inherently bad. So it should not enact justice. Now, I will just tell you that first and foremost, we've talked about this on our God and government conversation. If you haven't heard that uh, with Joel Webin and Bill Peacock and Brian Wolfmuller, you need to go listen to that uh, God and government because God instituted government to enact justice. That's one of the things that we know from scripture is there. So if you go, who is the one who's supposed to decide this person is guilty and then to enact justice based on their guilt, that is the justice system. So we, it's really important that we have this foundational understanding that things like the death penalty should be in effect and should be utilized when needed. Do you believe Texas should give taxpayer subsidies to illegal immigrants? No surprise, 92% of Republicans in this poll say absolutely not. But 61% of independents, guys, say no. And 22% of Democrats say no. Guys, again, you want to know why Republicans aren't running on this issue right now? I'll tell you why. Because they're giving taxpayer subsidies to illegals in our Texas budget. It's happening. 
If they would say we're against it, then they'd have to actually do it in 2023. But if they would, they could get independence all this and make the Democrats say, uh, well, I think we should give our taxpayer dollars to illegals. Make them say it. Why not? Why shouldn't we have this discussion? We ask if a majority of the $27 billion, $27 billion surplus that the Texas legislature is going to have, we say, hey, a majority of this should go to property tax relief. 78% of Republicans say absolutely. 65% of independents, absolutely. 44% of Democrats say absolutely. So if you're a Republican saying, I don't know, what are we going to do in November? This is what you should do. Tell these guys, I'm going to use this money. I'm going to give it back to you and make all of these Democrat statewide officials come out and say, well, I'm not going to do like 15 billion in property tax relief. No, make them say it. Guys, here's a great one. Here's the last question. Okay. We, we asked these people, do you believe employers should have the right to terminate an employee based on their vaccine status? 71% uh, of new registered voters said no. This is the issue that had the strongest conservative position. So most of these other questions, like the total is 65% of new registered voters say don't give money to illegals. 66% say give us property tax relief. 62% say they support the death penalty. 62% oppose sex change surgeries on kids. But 71% say employers should not have the right to terminate an employee based on their vaccine status. Huge. 94% of Republicans, absolutely not, shouldn't have the right. Only 2% of Republicans say they should. Those are like a couple of really bad Chamber of Commerce members. Independents, 68% say absolutely not. And 35% of Democrats say no way. Really, really encouraging numbers. I will tell you something interesting that came out of this too. So uh, amongst the people that said, hey, I identify as a Republican. Do you consider yourself a Republican, a Democrat, or an independent? And, um, you know, the ones that said they're a Republican, we then said, well, which of these Republicans most accurately represents you? So you're telling me you're a Republican. So are you a Donald Trump Republican, Greg Abbott Republican, or Mitt Romney Republican? That's what we asked. And 63% of the Republicans said, I'm a Donald Trump Republican. 23% said, I'm a Greg Abbott Republican. And 8% said they are a Mitt Romney Republican. So then we turned it on to the Democrats. And if you said, well, I'm a Democrat, we said, okay, Democrats, which one of these Democrats most accurately represents you? Are you an AOC Democrat, Joe Biden Democrat, Joe Manchin Democrat? 68% of the Democrats said they are an AOC Democrat. 25% said Joe Biden and 7% said Joe Manchin. Now look at like, just think about the, uh, the differences there. Donald Trump is the clear leader of the Republican Party and AOC is the clear leader of the Democrats when it comes to newly registered. So these are like these people, these are the new engaged Republicans and Democrats. AOC is leading the, the energy and the new. So anybody newly added to the Democrat Party is likely to be an AOC person two out of three times. But if you're a Republican two out of three times, you're Trump over Abbott or Romney. That's good for Republicans. That's bad for Democrats. Because as you can see in these polling issues, like Democrats and independents are not on board with AOC. It's just not there. 
And you know what? The types of things they want to see, they would love to see out of Greg Abbott or Mitt Romney or all these other Republicans. But the one who's most clearly saying these type of things is Donald Trump, which is why they align with him. Really encouraging numbers because uh, you're going to hear all sorts of stuff. But I will tell you this. When you hear Republican candidates say, well, I want to run on, you know, roads and bridges and crab, you know, regulations in the coast or whatever. I don't know. None of that matters. These people, normal people in the state of Texas care about their culture. They care about the things facing them every single day. And you have to talk about those things and recognize that Democrats don't even align with these people nine out of 10 times. And yeah, the one out of 10 times that they're more likely to align with the average, you know, Texan is abortion. Now, just to give you perspective, because some of you go, oh, well, Luke, what do you mean? The average person. Most people in the United States are European on abortion. This is my opinion. This is just Luke's personal opinion. Most people in the United States and most people in Texas are European on abortion. What does that mean? Okay. Understand this. You can't find a European country that are, who are Democrats on abortion. I mean, California abortion up until birth, post birth. I mean, this would sound not so crazy, unscientifically insane to your average liberal European. Okay. They just go like, look, this is the European position on abortion for the most part. Abortion should be available to all women and it should stop around 12 to 15 weeks. That's the European position on abortion. Okay. You don't find these big parties, even the liberal parties in Europe going like, you know what? We're going to give late term abortions to Europeans because everyone would be like, well, that's gross. Now, here's the other thing. It's hard to find a European country that's like, let's ban all abortions. So there are no Texases in Europe and there are no Californias in Europe. And what we've had in the United States is because of the unconstitutional Roe v. Wade ruling, we kind of had like a you know, melding into European style for states like Texas. Like when Texas passed this 20-week ban, we were told to be like this crazy Christian nationalist state. When in all reality, we still had softer, more lenient abortion laws than most of Europe. So that wasn't true. But now that we're able to protect all children, which is an amazing thing, guess what? It puts us at odds with a majority in our state. That doesn't mean a majority in our state are Beto O'Rourke on abortion. They're not. But recognize that most of them want abortion to be here in some form or fashion. And they want it to be done quickly. So they're not Democrats. They're not Republicans. They're kind of Europeans when it comes to abortion. And this has a bunch of our Republican elected officials freaked out. Oh, I just want to avoid cultural issues. I don't want to talk about these things. And you go, first of all, Tell people how crazy Beto O'Rourke is on abortion. Tell people how crazy all these Democrats are on abortion. And second of all, talk about immigration. Talk about transgender. Talk about vaccines because these people are crazy when it comes to those positions. And these voters are with you. Conservatives, Republicans, do it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please share it with any Texan you know. We want to continue to just bring more information to you. If you know a pastor out there that you think is willing to boldly speak on these different issues, just send them my way. Would love to talk to them or just, you know, get on my website, shoot me an email through lukemacias.com or reply if you get my email blast and just say, hey, I know this guy. Put us in touch. Email us together. 
have would be more than happy to have more conversations with more pastors who are speaking out on important issues because I think it's necessary in order for Texas to continue to not only maintain the freedoms we have, but advance meaningful policies that will preserve the family, will preserve the building blocks of society and our state. God bless you, and God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless Texas.